our great teacher, our holy teacher, the Rambam, the great Rambam, upon whose grave in Tveria is written, Mimoshad Moshe, Leikom Kemoshe, from Moshe Rabbeinu to Moshe the Rambam, none arose like Moshe. In some ways, the Rambam is likened to Moshe Rabbeinu, and in fact, so much of our religion is based on the Rambam, whether it's halacha, theology, philosophy, so much, so many important works the Rambam has. But the Rambam himself wrote in his parish of Mishnah, to Brochus, listen to what the Rambam, the great teacher of the Rambam, what he wrote. He says, Yokor be'enai lelamid ikor mikori hadas ve'amuna. It is more precious in my eyes to teach an idea from the fundamentals of our faith, of our amuna, of our religion. I, I prefer teaching theology or the philosophy of our religion, the hashkaf of our religion, that's more important to me. It's more precious in my eyes to teach yoiser mikola shalom deo more than anything else that I could teach. I prefer teaching ideas of emuna, ideas of our religion, of faith. I prefer inspiring a Jew more than anything else that I could teach. The Rambam who taught all of halacha, all the Gemara ideas, halacha. The Rambam says what I want to teach more than anything else is emuna, how to live as a Jew with faith in Hashem. And so I want to learn with you to do fulfill what the Rambam is requesting, to let the Rambam teach us something that's going to change the way we live our life, the way we look at the reality, something that the Rambam wrote in his introduction to the Mishnah. And this idea is brought in this year's Basi Lagani. The Rambam writes something fascinating. The Rambam writes that we don't know why all things are the way they are. We don't know why some creatures have a lot of legs and some have a few, little less legs and some ants have wings and some ants don't have wings. We don't know why God did all the things that he did when he created the world the way that he did. We don't know the reasons for that. But what we do know is what's the tachlis? What's the purpose of the creation of everything? The purpose of the creation of trees and grass and animals. So we know, of course, the purpose is for man. As Rashi already says in Bereshus, that's why the world was created and then man was created, so that man should find the world prepared for him. The whole purpose of creation was for man, the Rambam says. And somehow every type of grass and flower and tree that was ever created is somehow there for Adam, for man. But then the Ram continues, Then But then we need to investigate, so why was man created? What's the purpose of his being created? Why was man created? And it's obvious the Ram says it would be a lie to say that he was that the purpose of the creation of a human being is for eating and drinking and sex, and building a wall. These, these things are not the purpose for which man was created. Why, the Rambam says? Because they'll never add anything to your inner world, your inner being, your inner energy, your inner soul. Eating, drinking, indulging in all sensual physical pleasures, they don't add anything to your soul. They don't add to your inner being. And the Rambam says a person that can't imagine life meaning anything other than eating, drinking, and sex, and a person that chases their tithes, chases their indulge all their desires, the Rambam says such a person is like an animal. A person that person is not any better than an animal. That their whole being is for sensual gratification. 
Of course, this is an idea that Musser picks up on and talks a lot about. So the Ramam says, so what was the purpose of creation of man? It's wisdom, it's learning, it's wisdom that will change and add to a person's inner world. It's wisdom that'll make a person noble, will raise a person out from being the potential of what a human being is to realizing what a human being can be. Wisdom. Studying, learning, wisdom is what's going to change a person inside. And then the Ramam says, and we'll get back to this a little later, but then the Ramam says, And what's the most noble? What's the greatest of all wisdoms? So seemingly you would say, Gemara, Pilpul. No, that's not what the Ramam says. He says, the nichbat shebemuskolis, the most noble of all wisdom, is letzayer lenafshei achdus hakadosh baruch hu, to picture within oneself God's unity. And we'll get back to this. The Ram says to picture it, but then the Ram continues and he says that everything in the world was created for that chacham, for the person that's going to sit and learn and picture for his mind God's unity. Everything in the world was created for that person. And we don't necessarily know why. What does it add to a person? All the different types of grass, etc. But then the Rambam, the great philosopher, the Rambam, says something which is a real emuna, which is a real thing that one needs faith for. The Rambam says, I'll give you an example, that all the things that ever happen in the world are for the Isha Chacham, for that person that's studying, that's learning. The Rambam says it could be that there'll be a, person that will build a palace. Imagine somebody builds a palace, a huge palace, completely beautiful, a palace fit for a king, a person lives in who knows decades, and the Ramam says, for what purpose? That That maybe one day the Ish Chassid, a Jew's going to come, and sit in, in the shade of the walls of this palace, that's the purpose of this palace. The whole purpose of this palace and all the decades of it being there is so that one day a Jew should come and learn Torah under the walls of this palace, have shade under the walls of the palace. And actually the Baal Shem Tov also taught that he once taught his students there was a, a whole war that went on. And the Baal Shem Tov said the whole reason for that war was because one of the soldiers who lost some comrades, was singing a sad song, and a Jew heard that and used that song to daven Tashem. That was the purpose of the whole war. The whole war was just so some Jews should be able to get a niggin, to get a song, to be able to use it to serve Hashem. We have to know that all of reality is literally there that we should learn Torah, that we should seek wisdom. But like we learned, the Rambam says, and what's the ultimate wisdom? He says, to picture God's unity. Now the Rambam doesn't explain what does it mean to picture God's unity. But the Alter Rebbe in Tanya chapter 33 uses the exact same word, and I believe that the Rambam is probably the source of the Alter Rebbe, but there in chapter 33 where the Alter Rebbe is teaching, that's chapter 33, my personal favorite chapter in Tanya, the Alter Rebbe teaches how to come to Simcha, the ultimate Simcha from the closeness of God. And there the Alter Rebbe says that what brings to Simcha 
Yitzayir b'sichle b'nosa yichudah Again, to picture in your mind God's unity. And the Alter goes on to explain, so it's worthwhile for everyone to look inside, but basically what the Alter says is you picture how God's light fills the world like the soul fills the body, meaning that everything is filled with God's light. Anything that exists is God's light bringing it into existence every moment. Godliness is everywhere. And then you meditate that just like the array of the sun before it leaves the sun, it's not yet a ray, it's still part of the sun. It's nothing other than the sun. So too, the speech of God, the energy of God that's creating reality, the light of God that's creating reality is still within the quote-unquote luminary of God. Because God is everywhere, so we're always within God like the ray when it's still in the sun, which means we're nothing other than the unity of God. That's all there is. And these pictures, these quote-unquote illustrations, these parables as how one should picture how God is united with the world. That's the greatest and most noble of all wisdom, which of course is what's explained at length in Hasidus.